Good morning. I'm, uh, I'm glad that you guys are here, and I am excited about this uh, series that we begin this morning, but I'm also a little bit nervous about it because I think that I am, uh, I don't think, I'm pretty sure that I am guilty of this um, from time to time, and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really big deal uh, to think about broken religion, and, and I think the 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 bulk of the time we spend, that Dave and I will spend preaching through the series is we'll be pitting broken religion against the gospel and the gospel of grace. And uh, they are at war with each other. And you guys might have seen a, a Facebook video that I, I posted this week. Um, and it says that religion has been broken for centuries. I think a lot of times we consider, we think that um, religion is... Broken religion is something that, that's new to us, but it's been the case forever. Um, about 50 AD is when the book of Galatians it happens and when it's written and the gospel is spreading like crazy. And uh, religious leaders, power-thirsty people, um, are at war with, with the gospel. Um, and so it becomes a, a major issue in the book of Galatians. And, and so much that... Uh, there's something called the Jerusalem Council. You may have heard of it. It's, it's written about in the book of Acts and also in, in history books as well. Um, that was called, convened, for the purpose of dealing with this religion versus the gospel. And uh, it's, it's a huge deal. And, and I think that what the gospel does is um, add something to uh, Christ that Christ didn't intend for. Um, and I want to... Here, hold that for me for a second. Um, and it, it adds something to the gospel. Let me see. There you go, Al. Um, by the way, Al, um, be like I gave you the heavy one, so that's a compliment to you, right? Um, so the the gospel is uh, is Christ alone. Let me get, take that for me, Ben. Um, the gospel is Christ alone, and so what it, what it does. The, the broken religion is intending for you to carry something that, that God never intended for you to carry. And, and carry it always. And the problem is that broken religion calls you to carry this weight that, you, that God does not intend for you to carry. And, and imposes it on you. And imposes it on you so that the, the giver of this weight can have more power, more authority, and control over you. Let me say that again, because that's, that's so important. The problem with broken religion is so that man can have authority over you that God did not intend. So I want you, I want you to, to sit with that, all right? And hold that for me, Kyle. And... The thing that makes me really nervous, and, and Paul's going to use some awfully intense language. Um, he does all throughout his, his letters, but in this one in particular, and this morning in particular, we're going to see where he uses some, some really intense language for the broken religious leaders who are hungry and thirsty for power and for what their broken religion gives to them. That he calls them accursed. And, and we'll talk about what that word means. But it's, it's a really important word. And a really difficult word. And the thing that makes me nervous is that Rick 
is in a position where I could, I could be this. And I don't, I don't want to be accursed. Um, so turn in to, with me to the book of, of Galatians and let's, uh, let's read some, some verses here in Galatians. Starting in, in verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me, to the churches in Galatia, grace to you and peace from our God and Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself up for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so I will now say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Am I trying to please man? If I were trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Religious leaders are always about imposing broken religion on their followers and forcing people to carry more than Jesus intended. Um, as I'm thinking about this, I remember a, a time, a season um, in my life uh, where and it, it really bothers me. And, and I think that as I tell the story, it may connect with maybe a similar story that bothers you. Uh, I, was, I was young at a, at a church, and the youth group was all together uh, in, in one place before church started. And one of the, the leaders, teachers, whatever, of this group uh, singled out this girl and completely ripped her apart because her skirt was too short. Um, imagine 60 high school kids sitting in a room. One of them is singled out for having a short skirt on, and uh, she is very aggressively told that she is not allowed to come back to church if she's going to be dressed like that and told to go home. Um, and in my mind, I was, I was young and stupid, and I was, I was kind of like, that probably isn't right, but she probably shouldn't. I, I don't know what... And it really, it was just an awkward situation, a terribly awkward situation. Uh, that girl never came back to the church again. Um, and that sucks. That's terrible. And that's, there is something that's broken about us. And therefore, that which we create is going to be broken. The broken religion is, is a real thing. And there are people in our lives, there are people in this room, I know lots of stories about your lives where some stupid person did something stupid to you and told you that it was Jesus and this. If you dress better, if you give more, if you pray harder, if you do this or don't do that, if you... Something added to Jesus becomes broken religion and, and it's at war. Let me and and 
I, I say that a lot, but I, I want to I make clear, that's, it's very real here in this moment. Broken religion, man's creation, is at war with the gospel of grace. And the truth is, what's in us, what's in me, what's in Dave, what's in Jeff, what's in your community group leaders is brokenness. And the, the fear is, and the thing that, that sometimes even paralyzes me, is that I don't want to be that. But the truth is, it's, it's probably going to come out. And let me say, on behalf of me and Dave and North Church, I am so sorry. On behalf of, of the, the, the woman who yelled at the girl in our church 25 years ago for having a short skirt on, I'm so sorry. Because the gospel of grace is so much, so much bigger than, than that. And what happens is we wind up holding this weight forever. We just wind up holding weight that's stupid forever. But Paul and, and Jesus and the book of Galatians have some really good news for you. Really good news for us. And it's, it's grace. Let's, uh, let's walk through these verses. Uh, first, I want to I wanna say something. I want to bring a quote, one of my favorite quotes ever. You've probably... Uh, I, I think I've used it here before. Um, it's in your bulletin. It comes from Martin Luther talking about the tendency of man to drift towards broken religion uh, and away from the gospel. I must hearken to the gospel, Luther says, which teaches me not what I ought to do, but what Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has done for me. That's beautiful. Thank you for Martin Luther for saying these words. Not what I ought the gospel teaches me not what I ought to do, but what Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has already done for me. That is, he suffered and died to deliver me from sin and death. The gospel wills me to receive this and to believe it. And this is the truth of the gospel. It's also the principal article of all Christian doctrine, wherein the knowledge of all godliness consists. At the heart of where God wants to plant and begin to build things in your life is this gospel of grace. Nothing in you that is good, everything in you that is good was put there by God himself and the gospel. Most necessary it is, Luther says, therefore, that we should know this article well, teach it to others, and beat it into their heads Continually, I hope that you'll pardon the redundancy of the gospel being proclaimed here, especially in the next 14 weeks, because it's going to be. Uh, we need this gospel spoken over us and taught to us, and we need to learn to speak the gospel over ourselves, and we need to learn to teach the gospel to ourselves. I, honestly, let me, let me let you in on a secret. I believe the most important thing in my ministry is to teach you how to teach yourself. The gospel. That is the most important thing that I do. Uh, Galatians 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through men, but through Jesus Christ, the God and Father who raised him from the dead. Uh, Paul is careful to proclaim here that this is not his teaching, but Jesus' teaching. And Paul is charged 
by Jesus to preach this message. Paul has authority, very real authority. Um, Verse 2. And all the brothers who are with me to the churches in Galatia. I want to give you a little quick history lesson. Um, find that map up there, Coop. Um, the, the book of Galatians. Paul, on his first missionary journey, leaves um, Antioch. You see Syria in the bottom right there. Just north of, Andi- of Syria is Antioch. That's where Paul grew up. That's his home church. He leaves Antioch and goes to Seleucia, preaches there. Sails to Salamis down there to the southwest, and then back to Paphos, and then he goes up to the uh, over there by Lycia and preaches in, in all these different cities. All right, and there, here, here's what happens every time he goes to one of those cities: he goes in, he preaches the gospel. Jesus Christ has died for your sins, so that you can live nothing else. Over and over again, he preaches this gospel, and then he begins to take power and authority away from religious leaders by. They can't hand their weight off anymore, and they don't have their positions anymore. And so they get angry at him and kick him out of the city. And he goes on to the next city, preaches the gospel. They get angry at him, he goes to the next city. They get angry at him, preaches the gospel, he goes to the next city over and over again. And several times there, they actually tr- physically try to kill him. One time, they actually thought they did. They stoned him, they thought he was dead, so they left him there to rot, and he was not dead, and he got up and, and walked away. So over and over again, this is what happens to Paul through this region of Galatia. You see right there in the middle, the, in kind of a reddish font, reddish brown font there, it says Galatia. That's the region. All, the, all of Paul's other books are written to particular cities, churches in particular cities. Galatians is the only book that's written to a region, a collection of churches. So there were churches at each one of these cities. So after he goes through and preaches and he gets kicked out, he goes right back through, retraces his steps, and establishes churches and appoints elders in each one of these churches. All right? So that's the history of what happens before. And so Paul now is writing to these churches that he's deeply invested in and nearly died in some of these churches by these broken religion leaders attacking him, literally attacking him, nearly died several times. So he's deeply invested here with, with what's going on. Uh, verse 3. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 4, very simple explanation of the gospel. And this is, uh, this is beautiful and simple and I need you to know, I need me to know, I need us all to know. The message of the gospel is really simple. Like, look at your Bible, there's so much here. But here, Galatians 1.4 is the gospel. One verse, simple, subtle, short verse. Jesus Christ, who gave himself up for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of the God and Father to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. The gospel is very simply, we're broken. Jesus died for us to save us from the evil that we're destined for. Done. Gospel over. That's it. And it's finished. He who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from evil, according to the will of the Father, do you know that God had a plan From the beginning of time, before he spoke the world into creation, his plan was to send Jesus to save you, to save Norm and Emily and Jen and Abe. God's plan was that. That that baffles me. And broken religion is at war with that simple plan, making it more and more difficult. 
verse 6. Look at what we do and we have a tendency to do with the gospel. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you into the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. One thing that we do is desert the gospel. We desert God. We run away from him. That's, that's a, a fact. So this, these people had just a, a few months ago had the gospel of Paul preached to them and God did incredible, wonderful things. Just a few months later, they want to change things. They want to change. They want to desert God who called them to the grace of Christ. We have, we all have this tendency. Verse 7. Not that there's another gospel, but there are some who trouble you. I want to look up this word trouble. This is, this is a great word, uh, trouble. Um, and it means, this word means to agitate and to cause one inward commotion. So the point of broken religion, according to Galatians here, is to trouble you, to, to agitate your soul. Do you guys have somebody in your life, like just when they walk in the room, you know what I'm talking about, right? Is there somebody in your world, in your life that makes you want to scream? Or maybe there's someone in your life when they say a particular thing and they talk about a particular subject, it makes you like, it just, mm, that's an agitated soul. Like their presence agitates your soul. We've all got those people, right? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not alone there, right? Please tell me I'm not alone. Thank you. But I, I say that to remind, to, to get you to think about that idea, just how, some, how your soul can be agitated. A commotion can happen inside of you. And that's what broken religion's purpose is. To agitate your soul. And the beautiful part is the inverse of that is true about the gospel. What about somebody who just makes you... Like, just brings, like, for me, that's obviously, you guys all know, it's my wife. Like, the most soul-resting moment of my day, every day, is when we sit down together on the sofa. Kids are in bed, and it's, we've got 30 minutes before with nothing to do, just to rest and relax. This is what the gospel does for our spirit. And this is the war that's taking place inside of us. Always. And our tendency is to desert the gospel. And it's a real tendency for for all of us. Go back to to verse 7. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you, who agitate your soul and your spirit and want to distort the gospel of Christ. This is, I use that word in in a video, distort. So we desert the gospel and we also distort the gospel. This is the one that really makes me nervous and makes me want to study hard and understand what the gospel is because my job is to proclaim the gospel to you and teach you to proclaim the gospel to yourselves and teach me to proclaim the gospel to myself. But I have a tendency, you have a a tendency, all religious leaders have a tendency to distort the gospel of Christ. And I just don't want to do that because of verse 8. 
But even if we or an angel of heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preached to you, let him be accursed. You know that word accursed means forever, eternally, without the possibility to be redeemed. That's the definition of that word accursed. Paul says, and Paul is an apostle. An apostle means someone charged by Jesus to go and proclaim his message. So this is like, Jesus told Paul to go and say this. That if somebody preaches a gospel other than the simple one we found in verse 4, my hope is that that person never, ever has a chance to be redeemed. That's, that's big and knee-buckling. Verse 9. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Again, he says the same thing twice. And when Paul says the same thing twice, pay attention. Let him be accursed. It's a really, really big deal to preach a gospel other than the one that Paul has taught and that Jesus is teaching to us. Um, I want to... Fire that, that next slide up there, Cooper. There's, there's a few statements that I want to make about the, the uh, broken religion versus the, the gospel of grace. And they, they kind of pit against one another. First, broken religion can cause us to hate and hurt others and treat others with shame and contempt. Um, let that one sit on you for a second. Broken religion can ca- cause us to hate and condemn people. Like, we're, we're guilty of that. <clears throat> but the gospel, to the right of that, the gospel causes us to love and help others, to treat others with kindness and goodness. Man, the, the, the church is, is really bad at these things. I'm really bad at these things. If you, if you look like me, if you act like me, if you think theologically like me, I'll be your friend. The second one, broken religion can drown us under tsunami of shame and disgrace that makes us feel like we can't breathe. Like the, the picture of some of you guys are still holding those weights. Like that's... This is exactly what that's talking about. Like, we sit with a weight on our chest of religion, of broken religion. And worse than that, we walk around passing them out. And, and it, it causes people to sit under this, this as, as this says, Broken religion caused us to drown under tsunami of shame and disgrace. Did you guys see that movie that came out like four or five years ago talking about the tsunami? Like it's the family and they're on vacation. Do you guys see that? And the, the tsunami comes in and literally cover, in an instant covers an area like a city with deep water. This is broken religion. is a, is a tsunami of water instantly covers and drowns. Broken religion is a terrible thing, and we can all be guilty of it. The gospel engulfs us in an avalanche of grace that makes us feel 
as if we're breathing fresh air. Imagine, for the first time in in years, getting to breathe fresh air. When we understand the gospel of grace, the gospel of grace, that your sins are paid for finally forever. And there's nothing that you need to do or can do to earn that. It's yours. Just feel it. Live it. Experience it. This is the grace that Jesus intends for you to live in. And it's, it's what God has for you. And the problem is, is that the church for generations, this church for almost 10 years has been guilty. I have been guilty of imposing me. The gospel of grace says no. The last one there, broken religion can move us to run from the world, to avoid others not like us. And to huddle with others like us. Man, that's the truth. But what the gospel says, the gospel moves us to engage the world, to go to others not like us, and to make them feel welcomed and wanted. Our our culture is ripe for this. The, The expectation of people that are not like us is that those religious people are going to keep us away. And it, it's, it's very real and very near to us. Um, I think I want to stop now and let's, let's pray and ask God to save us from our religion. God, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for the gospel of grace. God, I pray for those in this room. I pray for those around those in this room, Father, that we would proclaim to our hearts and to those around us this gospel of grace, Father. Your son, Jesus, has died a perfect death so that we can be in relationship with you, Father. And our only role is to believe that. Accept it. God, I pray against religion, broken religion in my own heart. I pray against broken religion as a product of this church. Lord, I pray that you would draw us to your gospel of grace, Father. You are good and you are holy and you are perfect and we love you and we confess our need for you. Thank you so much for Jesus. It's in his name I pray. Amen.